We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope capital campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Well, good evening, everyone. Um, if you haven't been to our beautiful church before, welcome. Um, actually, I, they did a great job, didn't they? They decorated so beautifully. So thank you to all of our uh, liturgical decorations committee. Every year, if you come to this Mass on Christmas, every year this Mass, the gospel will always be uh, what we just heard. And every year, whenever I have this Mass, every year I know what everyone's thinking. Whenever you come to Mass and the priest gets up there, the deacon, and he says, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, I know what every one of you is thinking. You're like... I love this reading. I've been waiting all year for this one. And I know you're cheering me on, you know, when I got, I got a little stuck on, who was it tonight? I got stuck on, uh, I think, Zerubbabel. You're like, you got it, FB. Zerubbabel, come on. By the way, great names. If any of you are pregnant, Abiud, Zerubbabel, Josiah, there's lots of great names in Matthew 1. Here's what I want to talk with you about tonight. And I want you to really reflect with me about what is Christmas about. But I want to start, and I want you to think about do-overs. When I was in high school, my favorite class my senior year uh, was a sociology class. And... It was the, everyone wanted to get into it. You had to be a senior to be in that class. And the teacher, he had a rule. There were lots of fun things he did. But one of the rules was if you ever took an exam and you failed it, or even just didn't get a grade that you liked, you could always retake it. And it was so awesome. It was like best day ever. And you try to convince the other teachers, you know, you should listen to Mr. Smith. Like he... He knows how to be a good teacher. And I love that. I loved having a do-over. And I wish I had that at other times in my life. Right? Don't you wish you could go back at times in your life and say, I wish I had that moment back. Usually my first mass, the first sermon I give every weekend, I'm like, man, I wish I had that back. There was one time when I was uh, a missionary, and I'm, I'm kind of one of those people who's slow. I don't have quick responses. And one time I was a missionary. I was in North Dakota. And someone told me that I was going to HE double hockey sticks because I was a Catholic. And I didn't have anything. And boy, I wish I had that one back. Right? I'd love to go back and talk to that guy now. There's all kinds of things in my life. There's awkward kind of dating relationships I have. But not now. Had. (laughs) tense matters Um, (laughs) but I wish I had them back right there are things that I wish I could go back and do again and all of us do and I think that the older you get you realize that more and more you say I wish I could go back when I was younger and I wish I knew the things I know now and I wish I had that moment back 
And Father Mike is uh, uh, living with me, and he had never seen Top Gun. So last night, he was like, we got to watch Top Gun. I was like, okay, we watched Top Gun. And he was like, man, I wish I could go back and be a priest fighter pilot. <laughs> and I'm like, you still got time, man. Like, you can still do it. There's so many things, but there's serious things in life too, right? As you age, you start to think, did I make the right decisions? Did I choose the right path, right? Have I hardened my heart in ways I never should have? Did I break that relationship with that person? And I wish I could go back and unsay the things I said. I have so many things like that in my life. So many things. And I know I'll have more as my life goes on. Brothers and sisters, here's the gospel of Jesus Christ today for you. Gospel means good news. And I have good news for you. Christmas is not just the day we celebrate Jesus' birth. What the New Testament wants to scream to us at the top of its lungs, what it wants to say to you and to me is that if you love Jesus Christ, you can be made new. If you love Jesus Christ, you can be made new. And that's good news. Is profoundly good news. We'll come back to the genealogy in a minute. The genealogy is actually about that. It's about more than that, but that's part of what it's about. And what I want to share with you tonight is that the, the New Testament, when it talks about Jesus it, and it talks about Bethlehem, it talks about new beginning, new life. Jesus in the Gospels, one of the favorite things that he likes to call himself is the Son of Man. And the New Testament loves to tell us there's two beginnings to the human story. There's two starting places. The first starting place was in this garden called Eden. Right? If you haven't heard about that, uh, come back to Mass, we'll talk. Right? But Eden's the place where humanity started. But we all know that, that something went wrong, right? Something went wrong, and, and history went off course, and very quickly, right? And the world became this place where brother hates brother and sister hates sister. And it's a sorry story, and that's what the genealogy tells us. If you don't know all the names in there, which if you do, I'm like, we got to hang out. One more thing, by the way, there's a great, this total aside, there's a great Christian artist, I know you don't believe that, but there's a great Christian artist named Andrew Peterson, and he has a Christmas song called Matthew's Begats, and he just sings that reading, and I, I, I haven't been listening to it enough this year, but I usually have it memorized. Abraham had Isaac, Isaac he had Jacob, Jacob he had you, it goes on and on. That was kind of in key. Um, where was I? <laughs> There's this long story and humanity goes awry. 
And when Jesus Christ comes into the world, the New Testament wants you and I to think about the start of the human race. The first line of John's gospel says, in the beginning was the word. And St. John is going to tell us that that word is the same baby who lies in the manger. You see, the good news of Christmas, brothers and sisters, is I oftentimes think I am defined by my past. There's been some good things, there's been some great things in my life, but there's been failures and sins and disappointments, and there's been ways that I've fallen away from God. And maybe, maybe some of you here tonight, maybe you feel that way too. And maybe some of you, maybe there's someone here tonight who thinks, God couldn't love me because he knows my history. And the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Christmas, is that that's a lie. I discovered this when I was a college student. I had no desire to be a priest whatsoever. None. Right? I, I, and I even used to pray to God. I, I fell in love with Christ. I fell in love with the faith. It started to make sense to me. I studied. I asked all the hard questions that people have. And I thought the Catholic Church could never have an answer for me. And I got lucky and I met someone who had great answers. And they answered from the Bible. And they answered from human reason. And it made sense. And I started to give my life to it. I started to pray. I started to learn more. I started to go back to church. And what happened to me, and this is the biggest reason that I am still a Catholic today, is that I was dead and I never knew it. I thought my life was fine. I thought everything was just dandy and it was, I was a normal guy, right? Some girl might even marry me someday. I thought that, right? But when I met Jesus Christ, I was made brand new. And I learned how to stop thinking about myself all the time. I learned how to love others. And more important than anything, I learned that I was loved. And that it wasn't just a Hallmark card. It wasn't just a nice story. But that someone loved me enough to die on a cross for me. When you go to Jerusalem, brothers and sisters, someday you got to go you got to go to Jerusalem. I know it, it sounds scary. It's really not. It's an amazing place. When you go to the place that Jesus Christ was crucified for you, that place is called Golgotha. And that, that means the place of a skull. Right? When you come on Good Friday, the, the, the readings will say that. Golgotha is the place of a skull. Do you ever wonder whose skull it is? 
the Christian faith tells us that the skull, the reason that hill is called Golgotha, is because that's where Adam was buried. It's the place where the first father of the human race died and was buried. But there was a new beginning to the story. When all things had gone wrong, when we were cut off from God, when it felt like we had no hope, there was a new beginning. The story was made new. And the true Son of God came into your story and mine to make all things new. That's why Christmas is good news. And if you haven't experienced that, right, I don't know where you're at in life. I'm 38, it's kind of hard to believe. But I'm 38, I don't know where you're at. But brothers and sisters, wherever you're at, whatever age you are, if you're a child, if you're someone who's elderly, your heart and soul and mind can be made new. I want to leave you with this tonight. St. John says this. He's talking about Christmas. Right? What, what, what makes it good news? I always want people to think about this. Is it really good news? Is there anything to celebrate? St. John says this in chapter 1. He says, the true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world, right? New creation. When God creates the world at the beginning of time, he says, let there be light. And when he recreated it in Jesus Christ, Jesus is the true light that breaks into our lives. The true light was coming into the world. He came to his own home and his own people received him not. But to those who received him, have you really received him? Do you want to be made new? That part of your life, right, the part of my life that's all about me, that's about my pleasure and my ego and my pride and my selfishness, I know that's not who I'm supposed to be. And I want to be something else. To all who received him and who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Children of God. It says, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You see, I was born in Littleton. Right? I wasn't that great of a student in high school. I had like a 3.2 GPA. Got better in college. A little better in seminary. I have a receding hairline. I weigh 195 pounds. I'm 38 years old. But that's not who I am. That's not who I am. I am a son of God. I am a son of God who was made because he was loved and he was created for truth, goodness, 
and beauty. That's who I am. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. Jesus, this Christmas, Lord, I pray for everyone in this church tonight. Lord, that you started the human race again. Lord, you took what was broken and you fixed it. You raised it up. You didn't abandon us. Lord, but you made us new. Jesus, if anyone here doesn't think they're loved, I pray for them. And I pray that you would break into their heart in a powerful way. Or that they would know the infinite love you have for them. That you would dispel the lies that they tell themselves. That they would not identify themselves with their failures. Lord, that they would know they are sons and daughters because of you. Jesus, tonight, may you make me new. May you renew my heart. May you renew everyone here in this church. May you renew our country. May you renew our world. Jesus, you who came to save us, Lord, will you make all things new?